Happy holidays, Gabbers! It's time for a brand new episode of Gabbing with Gason. So grab your holiday cocktail and get ready for another Gab Fest. Hi! Welcome to Gabbing with Gason. I'm your host, Gason. Or, as my friends just simply call me, Jason. It is December. And that means one thing to me. Christmas. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) It is my favorite time of the year. I know Halloween was a big deal, but Christmas is so much, uh, so much, so much better. But you don't have it. You don't have a Christmas pod or a Halloween podcast. You have a Christmas. This is true. This is true. I don't have a Halloween podcast yet. Yet. You never know what can happen with the Gabbing with Gason uh, crew, which is me. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Oh, Gabbing with Gason Productions. That sounds even better. Gabbing with Gason Productions. You don't know. The Gason Network. Oh, the Gason Network. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's Christmas. I mean, it's a different Christmas. It's a it's a coronavirus Christmas. But uh, you know what? I feel like that would have been made a special in about maybe ten years. There'll be a Lifetime or a um, Hallmark movie called A Corona Christmas, and yeah. it'll it'll be a flashback. So <laughs> I started decorating for Christmas back in November because. I wanted to, and I'm allowed. You want to know why? Because I'm an adult and I can do what I want. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's Christmas. There's so much Christmas happening, and I love it. Um, I might as well just just introduce my guest, because um, if there's someone who loves Christmas as much or even maybe more than I do, it's my friend John. So everybody, welcome our guesty, bestie co-host, John. Hi, buddy. Hi. Welcome to this show. I, I'm excited. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> you have been on another podcast with me. You were on Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason, available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other platforms. And um, that was my cheesy way of promoting you all to go and listen to that show. You Were, were you on episode one? You were on the first episode, weren't you? No, you were on episode um, two. Yeah, two. Two. Yeah. Two, that was a hot mess. Yeah, just like that bear dancing. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so I figured we would talk about that at some point tonight. <laughs> uh, but welcome to the show, Mr. Krasmus. How's Thank it going? Uh, not bad. It's better Good. now that I'm here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you all decorated for Krasmus? Oh yeah, we got most of it out. We still have to buy another Christmas tree because yeah. Oh. Well, another. One, we usually have two, and oh, okay. So the one fell apart finally at the end of last year, and then we had a real tree for the other one last year, but we didn't want to deal with a real tree this year. So we're going to have to buy another fake one. Mm, I do fake too, only because of the apartment. And this is the saddest part about being as big of a fan about Christmas as I am. I uh, am allergic to a lot of trees, and hmm. a lot of those Christmas tree smells, the f- especially the fake, fake fur or fake spruce smells, really drive my allergies crazy. So, hmm. I, I, it's hard for me to have a live tree now. When I when I buy a house, yeah, I'll probably get a live tree again. Yeah, um, yeah, we never had one until we owned a house. So it's yeah. a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. That's a way more work than they tell you. It, uh, first of all, in Christmas movies, they act like a live tree is nothing. 
Yeah. No, you got to water it or it dies and then it's a fire trap. You got to make sure you didn't bring in any extra legged creatures, not only the furry kind, but the insect kind. Mm-hmm. And, too if you, much. and if you have furry creatures inside, you have to worry about them getting into it. Yep. Which you is weird though. Our, cat, our cats get into the real tree less than they get into the fake one. And I'm not sure why. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we used to actually go and cut down a live Christmas tree as a family. Um, when I was growing up, we would do it. Um, this is so weird, but <laughs> we drank a lot of sodas, children, and uh, as a family. And so my dad would always have us recycle the aluminum cans. And then every year he would take all the bags of cans and that would you get paid to for the cans, right? Like right. for the weight or whatever. And that would be our Christmas tree money. And so the Saturday after Thanksgiving for my gosh, I don't remember how many years we did it. We would all pile into the van and or truck or whatever and drive to this little Christmas tree farm that was not that far away from our house. And we would go and cut down a tree and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also a pain as I got older because I'll never forget one Christmas it had snowed or one Thanksgiving it had snowed. And so we were all out there and my mom would be the final tree chooser. That was her role. So okay. we would all have to be like, she'd place us all strategically by trees and then walk through each tree until she found the one that she wanted. <laughs> and one Christmas or one Thanksgiving, it was so cold. I was like, Linda, you better pick quick. <laughs> um, but yeah, you had to cut it down with a saw. So my dad, and my brother would always cut it down and I would pretend to hold the tree. Like I was really doing anything. So it was and, like, a, like a handsaw, not like a chainsaw. Yeah, no, it was a handsaw. Wow. Like it was, oh, you had cool. to legitimately get down in there. And then wow. um, you'd, cut it down and drag it up or they'd have somebody come find you as soon as they saw a tree move and they would put it through this really cool, I called it the tree shaker. I don't, I'm sure, I don't know what the technical term is, but they put this thing and they shake it. So all the dead leaves fall out and live animals. Hmm. (laughs) And then they would shove it through a net. And um, while they did that, I would go inside. And so it was like a family run tree farm. And on the inside, um, um, I don't remember their names and I don't necessarily know if they're with us anymore, but um, the lady of the pair would, uh, she had a, she ran the inside where you paid for the tree, mm-hmm. but in there she would spend all year crafting Christmas cryoffs and um, buying ornaments and stuff to sell and tree accessories and things like that. And she would always give us cookies and we always got hot chocolate. And honestly, I don't know what it was about that hot chocolate that she made. It, it maybe it had some cocaine in it. I don't know, but it was delicious. <laughs> that was honestly my favorite part was getting that hot chocolate. Cause I only got it like once a year and there was something so good about that hot chocolate. I will never, I still remember it. Um, maybe that's why I made some tonight. Uh, but yeah, I love a good live tree. But man, their work. They're just work. Like I never had one until, God, I was 27 or 28. Like as a kid, we literally had the same fake Christmas tree from the time I was born until I moved out of the house. Like Uh it hit the point where like the little colors on the end of the branches. So you knew which area they went in were all gone. And it was just we had to figure it out every year. So, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, like to, to put them in the pole, the right holes. The yeah, right like glass, the pole, the like color this indie. level okay. was pink and this level mm-hmm. was orange. And it, it had totally rubbed off the metal ends of the actual mm. branches. So it was oh, just wow. a crapshoot. You know what? That's a, that's a, that was a fine crafted product. Yes. Yes. Well, it was teaching me motor skills. So true. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, we could sit here and talk about this for like seven hours. We could. Um, <laughs> we should tell people what we're drinking okay. because it's Krafmus. And I don't know what it is about Krafmus, but cocktails start to flow during the holidays. So, what uh, what you drinking there tonight, sir? So I've got some uh, coffee, which I know isn't something you usually have on yours, but um, <laughs> no. we, we uh, I found that's this. a special hangover show. <laughs> Saturday suck with Gabby. <laughs> There's this Sunderland's Distillery, and they do a lot of like moonshines and stuff. And one of them that I bought like the little sample thing, and then I had to go back for the big jar is Sunderland's Butter Pecan Appalachian sipping cream and it's a uh butter pecan cream liqueur that's the longest name i've ever heard yeah but what was it again sunderland's butter pecan appalachian sipping cream and it literally comes in like a jar like a mason jar oh really that's cute yeah and it's a it tastes like butter pecan Liquor? Yeah, it's it's like butter pecan, mm. but also real creamy, like Bailey's or something. So I use it like well, cream, that, creamer in the coffee, and oh, it's good. I feel like that could also be blended up with some good like ice cream. Yeah, and like as a boozy shake or something. Like if you did like half butter pecan ice cream and half mm-hmm. vanilla, and then oh yeah, mm, I'm gonna have to try that now. Thank you for yeah. that. Hey, that's what I'm here for. And then as and, a backup drink, because I know mm-hmm. I'm going to pound through that fast, I just have a scotch and Coke. <laughs> but I made sure that the Coke came from one of the cans that has Santa on it for this podcast. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah. That's how it should be. Of course. Well, listeners, I know it's been a while since we've had a regular episode with Gabby with Gason, but uh, shocker, nothing says holidays like Malibu. And <laughs> <laughs> I... Well, listen, I went out. Remember, I don't need to buy any more Malibu. Although Malibu, if you're listening, I'll take as many free products as you'd like to give. <laughs> um, I have bought all the flavors of Malibu that are available in the area. Like I've gotten all the different drinks, the cans, the bottles, the baggies, all of it. Or have it gifted to me by certain people on this podcast to like, <laughs> make sure I'm intoxicated. <laughs> um so I was like, okay, well, I don't need to go buy anymore right now. I need to work on what I've got because the bottom of my refrigerator is still just chocked full of Malibu. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I'll see if I can find, I'll look later and see if I can find any recipes. And then uh, my friend Rachel, who's been on the show, uh, sent me a recipe earlier today. And I was like, man, I do not have time to go to the store to get what I need to make that, but I'm going to make it before the end of uh, the year. And so I, I thought, well, I'll just check and see if there's something else. And I put in Malibu Christmas cocktails. And um, it's funny that we talked about hot chocolate. It's like I had it on the brain, but I found this recipe for Malibu and hot chocolate. So basically Malibu hot chocolate. Um, but I didn't like the way that they did it. And it's a lot of work the way that they did it. And I'm lazy. But let's be honest. You've heard the show. There's no prep. Um, so I, 
heated up some milk, like a giant mug of milk. It's in my uh, Charlie Brown Christmas mug. As it should. And it's a it's it's a big glass of or big mug of milk. And then um, I mixed in like, I don't know how many heaping spoonfuls of Swiss Miss cocoa powder. Mm. That's right. You made a mistake if you didn't get Swiss Miss. Um, I don't know. So I mixed in a bunch of Swiss Miss and then mixed that all up. And I was like, mm, so good. Cause you know, there's nothing like, I don't know. You can get hot chocolate with water made and hot chocolate with Coke with, with milk, with milk. It's always better. It's always better. Yeah. Did you do marshmallows in it? I did not because I don't have any. Uh, okay. that, that is acceptable. <laughs> right. Now, normally I put a candy cane in my hot chocolate and oh, let it okay. melt and then also stir with it. And it adds that sweet, delicious pepperminty twist. With every sip. So that's really good. Um, but so I didn't like the recipe because it called for like condensed milk and there's a lot of work involved. And I was like, that's too much. Yeah. So I just poured Malibu, regular coconut Malibu in the cup. And I tasted it at first. And I was like, mm, that's good. A little, little coconutty kick. And then I was like, you know what? It's Christmas. Pour some more in there. <laughs> so I poured a bunch more of the Malibu in the cup. And I'm, I, I am going to have to go slow. <laughs> I feel like I'm already slurring my words. You know, I, really I bet the strawberry would be good like that too. Could mm. be like a chocolate oh, yeah. strawberry kind of. Yeah, you know what? I will try that uh, maybe in January. That'd be a good idea. Hmm. We'll try it and see. Oh no! I mean, oh, 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 save, save save that for uh, Valentine's Day. Oh yes, Valentine's yeah. so cool. We'll probably be the only gift I get is for myself. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so every time I. First of all, it smells like chocolate-covered coconut, which you may not be into, but the smell of coconut is amazing. Um, so the smell of, like, roasted chocolate-covered coconut is what it's uh, emulating from the cup. And every sip tastes like chocolate-covered coconut. I don't know how to explain it. It is so good. That sounds so, amazing because, like – my, you know those Whitman samplers with the chocolates in it. Like the best one is the one coconut one they put in there. Mm -hmm. Like, I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I think Valentine's Day would be uh, would also be appropriate for that yeah. uh, for the chocolate covered strawberry Malibu. Um, you know, I was actually hanging out with a, a friend, social distancing, of course. And um, speaking of the strawberry Malibu, <laughs> I drank it straight with ice. <laughs> I didn't wow. put, yeah, I didn't put any type of a, um, a fruit juice or anything. I just really love the strawberry Malibu because I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it is, it is hands down one of the most delicious Malibus ever made. So right. I know somebody was like, God, you always do like a 15 minute commercial for Malibu every episode. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I believe in rewarding those who do a good job. And Malibu has been in my life for, Whew. You're in a long-term committed relationship. I can say decades. I'm 41. Um, and I have definitely drank Malibu since I was 21. So decades. It is a decades love relationship between us. So um, yeah, besties for life, me and Malibu. I won't, I, I won't change. People have tried to get me to switch to other brands. Um, I went out to dinner with some friends a couple weeks ago too. And we went to this restaurant and... Um, I was like, do you have Malibu? And the guy was like, well, we have something similar. And I go, if you even try, 
to give me that pee water that tries to act like it's Malibu, we're going to have a huge fight. So either if you don't have Malibu, please be honest because I'll pick something else to drink, but don't give me a fake coconut rum by that other company who shall remain nameless uh, um, because they, they taste awful. Like it's just gross. I, I can totally tell the difference and I get real mad if you try to like play me. So, so when, anyway, it, comes to, so when it comes to Malibu, you're like the Coke Pepsi people. Like, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I can tell when it's not, uh, when it's definitely not my, it's not my Malibu. <laughs> um, yeah, I can totally tell. I, I, should, and it, it makes me so mad when bars just, just be honest. I'm still going to get a drink. I'm just not going to get what I want, which yeah. is a Malibu and diet. Again, whenever I go out, I always get a Malibu and diet Coke with a lime twist. Um, to at least start the night off and then I might mix in a little fruit juices every now and then when I get the next one but it's always a, a diet with a lime twist which is why I love the Malibu lime <laughs> because I don't have to mix in the lime but whatever um, I am not an alcoholic I swear anyway anyway <laughs> um, so yeah it's Christmas, and I like to say Christmas three ways. Like there's my normal, say like, Merry Christmas, and then there's it's Christmas, and then I have Christmas, and I don't know why those are my favorite ways to say it. So I don't I think laugh. I've ever heard you do the third one before. Oh, that's a, that's reserved for special occasions. Okay, that explains it. More Christmas. Um, <laughs> it makes me think of that girl that was there was a vine of that girl telling everybody Merry Chrysler, <laughs> Merry Chrysler. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that. You've, I'm sure people have seen that vine, but it made me laugh every time I see it. She's like, Mary Chrysler. And people just look at her like, what? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's Christmas. And now I started decorating well before um, Thanksgiving. I actually did a Halloween countdown. So the night of Halloween, I counted down till midnight. And at exactly 12.01, I started taking down my Halloween decorations. <laughs> so that... Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm so sad. I didn't have a life. <laughs> I'm single. Can you tell? <laughs> um, so I, uh, I then went and got and started putting up my Christmas decorations. Now I decorate every room in the house. Even the He-Man room gets a little, a little Christmas deca decorations and Aww. things. So yeah. Um, like, do you have tiny little Santa hats to go on them? Or I. So there's a couple things that I did the very first year when the He-Man room was basically under construction, uh, my mom had a four foot tree and I borrowed it. And then I took all of my old He-Man action figures from the eighties and I wrapped fishing a line around them and then put hooks on the fishing line and hung them on the tree to decorate the tree and called it the He-Man tree and put it in the middle of the room to let my friends know like, Hey, this is what's coming. Here's an idea. And then the sorceress, you know, when she spread her wings out, she's the giant falcon, right? Right. But I decided, no, that's not what you are this Christmas. You're an angel. So the sorceress got put at the top of the tree like an angel with her wings out. <laughs> uh, it was super cute. I have a picture of it somewhere. It's so cute. Um, and then one year I went out to craft stores and I bought a fake Christmas tree to fit inside Castle Grayskull. And I found fake little decorative Christmas lights that you would put on like, you know, crafts and things like really tiny, 
very tiny lights. And then I bought those little fake bags of presents, those little like two inch foil presents. Yeah. And I had the He-Man characters giving them to each other. And I, I had such trouble that year finding the little hats. I only found like two or three. So I had to put them on select characters. Ah. Uh, but that was so much work that I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. So um, now the He-Man door, each of the swords that are in front of the door, He-Mans and She-Ra's have bright colored bows on them. And there's a happy holiday sign that goes above that. And then um, I have the playset called Eternia, which has this uh, monorail that goes around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I do is I take the character that's going around the monorail off and I put Santa Claus on it. So it looks like Santa's flying around the playset Eternia. And um, I know, right? And she's a... Do but you, yeah, every room gets decorated. The bathroom, the bedroom, the kitchen, the hallway, the entryway. Do the you let room. do you let your He-Man pops out of their boxes? Um rarely. I have one. It's He-Man on Battle Cat. He gets to stay out of the box, but okay. uh for the most part everyone else stays in the box cuz I'm just afraid okay. I'm something. Cuz like why for pops the the perfect thing to get stumbled on it like 3 years ago is if you go to Bath and Body Works they have little tiny Santa hats that are supposed to go on top of their soaps and stuff, but they're just the right size to go on a pop. So, oh, really? Yeah. I, I, some of the bigger headed pops, it's an issue. Like if they have big hair or something, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like my favorite one, we, we just bought like 20 of the hats. And so my favorite one, we always put one on Pamela's Dementor from Harry Potter, which is just <laughs> adorable. So, but yeah, I usually like scatter them throughout the collection when she's not looking. So she just randomly finds them with the Santa hats on. <laughs> um, I've talked about your collection on the show before, but not with you. You all have like an insane pop Funko pop collection. How many do you have? Give me two seconds. And I'll tell you the actual number. I was starting oh to pull God. it up. I think Chris and I talked it talked about it during our Ghostbusters episode. Yeah, and I remember your number was low that you gave because mm. <laughs> I was like a bit listening to the podcast, like no, it's more than that. Yeah. Um, so just my side of the collection, which includes like Dorbs and the other lines, I have a few mm. of those. Is five hundred fifty six items, man. and Pamela has probably four hundred fifty somewhere in there. I would so guess. You're saying a thousand. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's insanity. I don't judge. I am jealous. Because I know I have a thousand different He-Man toys in the He-Man room. So I actually, this is so boring. I don't care. We're supposed to be talking about Christmas, but my Christmas present to myself is I've actually reached out to get collector's insurance off my toy. (laughs) (laughs) So that's been an interesting thing, getting quotes and trying to figure out like, you know, what the collection is worth, how much would it cost to replace it? Some of my stuff is irreplaceable. You know, yeah. I have a, I have, uh, I think the, 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 like the shining piece in my collection is a, uh, an actual film cell from the He-Man cartoon signed by the He-Man cartoon creator, Lou Scheimer. Wow. And, um, oh yeah. My friend Sarah gave it to me one year. I think it was for my birthday. And I remember her saying something like, she's like, somebody signed it. I don't know who it is. And when I looked at it, my hand started shaking and I went out right away and got it framed um, because it was Lou. And Lou had just passed away, I think the a few months before or the year before. Oh, wow. So, it was so amazing. It was such a great gift. And it's the centerpiece of my collection. Let me ask this. So like for me, my storage unit, I literally have a storage unit set aside just for Christmas decorations. Cause they have probably like nine or 10 totes 
big totes, little totes, medium totes of nothing but Christmas decorations. Is that like it? Is that the same for you? Like, do you have a lot of ton of Christmas decorations? Yes. Yeah, so we have ours. Uh, our house was built in the thirties. So we have like the old coal room at the front of the house in the basement, which is kind of scary if you don't really know what that is. But, um, it's also the pump room for our sump pump, which goes off every half hour, which we won't even talk about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, probably, oh, I don't know, 60% of that room is just Christmas decorations and tubs. Like it literally goes to the ceiling. And then we've got probably 30% Halloween decorations. And then the other 10% is like the other times of the year. Like we have like two tubs of Valentine's Day stuff and... Fourth of July stuff and yeah, I love it. That makes me happy. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it makes me feel less alone. I mean, there are two of you though, and just one of me. So this is true. You know, it's a little much, but um, <laughs> why? <laughs> so okay, people ask me they're like, why does Christmas matter to you so much? I want to hear your answer to that. Why is Christmas? Because you and I bonded very quickly when we became friends. Uh, over Christmas. I don't know what brought up the topic. I think it was working on our live drive for our pride organization. I think it's yeah. like cemented it, but mm-hmm. why, why does Christmas mean so much to you? Like what is, what is Christmas? Well, you know, I, I was a preacher's kid. And so, um, I was like, Christmas was always a big deal from like the religious aspect, of course, uh, which I don't really follow that anymore. Um, but, um, so, for me, Christmas always was always a big production because, like, even as a kid, if there's any kind of pageant or anything like that, I always ended up being in it. You know, Christmas cantata, which I don't think I've ever heard the word cantata used anywhere but in a church for a Christmas program. Yeah, um, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, yeah, but um, like. So it was always a big deal. It was one of the few times a year that my brothers and sisters came home. Um, that the closest brother is like thirteen years older than I am. So oh, I, wow. was, okay. I was almost like an only child. And so when they came home, it was always kind of a big deal to hang out with them. So it just—I don't know—Christmas uh, just kind of captured me, like everything about it. And I was one of those kids too that believed in Santa way longer than most people should believe in Santa. I, I still I believe was... in Santa, knock it off. I know, I know. I wanna believe. Um but yeah, like like I remember having an argument with a kid on the school bus when I was God, I bet I was eight. And he was argu I he was arguing what was it, that um Santa of course wasn't real and I and and somehow we ended up talking about how if Elvis was still, if Elvis could still be alive, then Santa surely could be real. And I don't remember the oh. logic behind that, but <laughs> like. It's good logic, though. Yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, I don't know if it was one of those my dad wouldn't lie to me kind of arguments or something, but yeah. Okay. So, but no, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, I. I hate to pull out the like cliche thing, but like it's it's kind of like Scrooge's nephew says in a Christmas Carol. It's the the time of year when everything it seems like it doesn't matter who you are. We're all one human race. And we're all on our way to the same place, and people are more giving and more charitable in general, and everything's just warmer, even though it's cold. So Aww. yeah, I love it. 
Uh, yeah, I think I, I've been thinking about it a lot this year just because this year's Christmas is a little bit different, right, with the pandemic and everything. Yeah. And I realize, like, I love Christmas because of the nostalgia factor. Like, mm. when we're kids, Christmas means a whole different thing. And as you become a teenager, it means a little bit different. And when you become a college kid and you go away from home or you move out for the first time, Christmas is different that next time you come back and it starts mm-hmm. to mean a little bit more. It starts to mean something different. And so to me, it's, it's always about family. It's always about how we weren't a rich family by any means, but my parents always made sure that we had presents under the tree. You know, uh, yeah. to this day, my mom always makes sure that I get at least one box of Christmas Captain Crunch. Uh, because that was like how I knew it was Christmas you know as soon as that box of Christmas crunch showed up I was like it's Christmas I didn't say it like that as a child though yeah Um, but uh, (laughs) I like to think you did well I probably did I was such a gay little boy Um, but yeah I you know and I love I love the, the the colors I think Christmas is just a beautiful time of the year I think that you're right. People do tend to be a little nicer. We hope Um, people are more giving towards this time of year because you're reminded to give. You're reminded to be thankful for what you have and be aware that there are people out there that don't have those things. And um, I definitely, you know, still believe in Santa, Uh, but had my childhood moments um, of doubt. But Santa is real. I will say it until I'm uh, until I'm a spirit of Christmas future or whatever. Um, which I've always thought about. Wouldn't it be interesting that um, I swear I'm not high, but I have had this thought. Okay. What if the people who celebrate Christmas the most come back as the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future to help other Ebenezer Scrooge-like people change their ways? Okay, you have to watch that 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 other movie that I sent you the other day, Carol's Christmas. Okay, is that what that, it's about? It kinda, but they're not people that were good necessarily. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because I always think like I would be an amazing ghost to Christmas present, but I also am such a bitch that I would be a great ghost to Christmas past. <laughs> like I'd be like look girl do you see what you did you treated that guy like crap why'd you do that he's cute <laughs> I'd be like I would have kept him <laughs> and then I would make really inappropriate jokes which is probably why I would not come back as a ghost of Christmas but I mean, that's what I think. Like, I was like, oh, I always thought about it. Like, you know, or maybe in the afterlife, that's where Santa's elves come from. Those of us that just love Christmas so much, we transcend to another. I swear to you all, I'm not high. I'm just saying, (laughs) what if, big what if here, what if when you pass away, those people that celebrate Christmas like crazy actually become elves in Santa's workshop? Because honestly, in all of my research, where do the elves come from? Where do they come from? That is a fine question. This would make more sense if I was high, but I'm not. 
I just, I don't know. I'm so weird. I'm so Jason, sorry for the past five minutes. That's not the kind of coke you're supposed to have with the Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a Snow White Christmas. <laughs> oh my god. I think it's because I'm so tired. But like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't wait to try to even begin to write the synopsis for this episode. <laughs> Jason swears he's not high. <laughs> People are going to be like, I'm never listening to this show again. This is the most batshit theory I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh right. lord. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was going to drink my chocolate infused Malibu. Oh, God, that was so funny. Um, <laughs> if you know the answer to where elves come from, please write us at gabbingwithgazing at gmail.com. I want to know where did the elves come from? I don't know. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is in a whole different direction than I ever imagined. Go! <laughs> Tell Pamela, I don't know, man. Jason was high. I don't know. Have you? I I mean, surely you've seen Santa Claus the movie, right? With uh, John Lithgow? Yeah. Of course. And Dudley Moore? I'm pretty sure that entire movie was written by someone on cocaine. I 100% agree. They were on meth. (laughs) Here's a piece of candy. If you eat it, you can fly. Wait, what? But you know what? That is one of my go to uh, holiday movies. I will always watch that every year. Uh, because I remember watching it as a kid every year that it would come on um, our local Channel 11. And yeah. I would watch it uh, at night when it would come on. And I I loved it. I love it as an adult even more. Yeah. And it's weird because it's almost like two movies. It's like the first half is like, here's the whole Santa Claus mythos. And then they're like, oh, and here's Dudley Moore. Like, yeah. Do yeah. you feel like there were two scripts that accidentally got mixed together? Yeah. Like, I remember... Like, like one of my fondest Christmas memories is of watching that movie because it was like 1980, God, I don't know, seven or 88, something like that. And I remember it was like snowing at night and the family was there, but they were all like in the kitchen cooking or doing whatever adults do. And I literally <laughs> just sat and watched that movie all the way through. And I just remember thinking it was never going to end. And I loved it for that, but it yeah, really did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, you know what I remember about that movie though? I remember when it came out and it was in theaters because there was a cross sell promotion with McDonald's. And there's a whole scene that heavily features McDonald's in the movie. And it makes me laugh every time because the acting of the people at McDonald's is so bad. <laughs> when they're like, um, this McDonald's Big Mac is like the best at all. And they do like these really exaggerated like smiles. Like you can feel the director behind the camera being like, smile. You love French fries. <laughs> you eat that nugget like there's no tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to get high in a minute so that I can make this movie that makes no sense. But it is. Do you know what I'm talking about? How did, yes. It's this thing. Now, I also... It's like... it's It jumps around with no real sense. Because yeah. you're right. It starts with who are going to be Santa and Mrs. Claus. 
getting lost in a snowstorm. And basically, let's be honest, they died. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They freeze to death. And then these elves led by, uh, is it Billy Bartley? Billy Barty? I think so. I think so. He played, by the way, little He-Man fun fact. He played Gwildor in the He-Man movie. And yeah. um, most people hate him. Uh, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Dudley Moore, of all people, as an elf. And then they take him to like this Santa's magic workshop that they made because their legend had foretold that that's what they were there for. But it doesn't say where they came from, I don't think. I was about to say, it never shows where they came from. They just show up. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But, I, I guess when I saw it as a kid, it didn't, I don't think I caught the weirdness as an adult. I'm like, what the hell? It's starting out as a Christmas story. And then we kind of go through Christmas through, like, the ages, almost. Yeah. And then we just suddenly jump from, like, 1800s to 1983, or whenever the hell the movie came out. And you're like, what's happening? Why yeah. is John Lithgow crazy? And they're like, oh, wait, that's the role he always plays. <laughs> they're like, John, John, we want you to be the dad in Footloose again, but take out God and go batshit about toys and money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, again, the director's like, go further. <laughs> You're evil. Like, I just feel like the director is giving, I don't know, it's horrible. Um, but it is it is one of the movies that I watch. I have, I think I counted this year, I have 55 Christmas movies slash TV specials or episodes of a TV show that I own that I watch every Christmas. And that is one of them. Do you have movies that you have to watch every holiday season? Uh, yeah, usually definitely Holiday Inn. It used to be White Christmas used to be oh. my big one. But Holiday Inn kind of took over, and I mean, we skipped the problematic musical number, obviously. I We can talk about it. First off, I love you dearly, but I have to tell you that you're absolutely wrong. Uh, <laughs> White Christmas is my number one favorite Christmas movie in the entire world. Please tell me why you feel... <laughs> Because now I'm getting irritated. <laughs> Why you feel Holiday Inn, with its racism, is better than White Christmas? Honestly, it's because the music that gets <gasps> caught in my head from Holiday Inn is better than the music that gets caught in my head from White Christmas. I can't even gasp anymore. I'm outgasped. <laughs> oh, I disagree so much. Sisters? I hate sisters. Wah! Get off my I, podcast. I love the musical number where they lip sing it. Like, I love it. But getting that thing in my head for the next six months after Christmas sisters, is terrible. Sisters, Don't you do it. Don't you do it. They were never such devoted sisters. And what's funny is, it used to be one of those things where I I was fine with it. Like, I didn't even pay attention to it. But then Pamela would get it caught in her head. She hated that song. Oh. And then it, like... Got We're into supposed my to be tip. friends, and I'm disappointed in both of you. <sighs> but yeah. It's incredible. Sisters, sisters, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir. I'm here to keep my eye on her. Caring, sharing, every little thing that we are wearing. 
that and the the oh what's the other one the one where everything's bright pink and they have the tambourines mandy i don't like mandy either. mandy there a minister handy oh so good <laughs> Okay, I, well, I, I find, and I like Holiday Inn, I do, except for the big racism piece. Yeah, we, we skipped that, yeah. Um, but I find, I, I really find myself disliking um, Fred Astaire's character. Just disliking, like, I don't find anything redeemable about him. Yeah, I can see and that. And I struggle with that. You really do. Yeah, but I mean, we all have that one asshole friend. Like... I have a ton of them. Like, like yeah, they're an asshole, but they're your asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. But, I don't know. He was more like just... I don't even know if asshole's the right word for him. I think he was just shitty. <laughs> he was just a shitty friend. Um, but I've told Pamela, if we, ever, if we ever get, like, stupid rich, like, win the uh, lottery, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm basically going to build the inn from Holiday Inn and incorporate all the stuff they added for White Christmas and just have one huge we're gonna live in it. Can I can I can I be a star in the show? You can. No, just make me the MC. It's perfect. I don't have to I can't sing worth crap. These people just listen to it and probably like, do you even hear how you sound right now? Um, but I can definitely MC the shit out of that. And I'll be like, alright, we're gonna pause the moment as we not do the racism number. If you have not seen Holiday Inn, it is a good movie up until you get to February. So it's about this guy. He's a he's a, is he a dancer? He's a, no, he's a singer. Yeah, he's, right? a singer he's a singer, and then Fred Astaire is the dancer. Dancer, and they're fighting over a woman, and then he Fred Astaire wins the woman. So he, so Bing Crosby leaves and buys a hotel and turns it into the Holiday Inn, where each month they celebrate a different holiday with a different show. And they do a great job until we get to February. And Link- it's President's Day. Lincoln's birthday. Ah, uh, Lincoln's birthday. Thank you. It's Lincoln's birthday. And they do this number. I mean, we have to tell people. I don't want people to just go watch it and be like, oh, my yeah. God. They do this number, but they do it in blackface. And it's super offensive by today's standards. Back then, I think I would have been offended back then. But you know, I don't know. I, I was really surprised that. That people thought that that was okay. I, I'm still yeah. surprised people thought that that was okay. I mean, even the um, song is a little questionable. That's what I thought, too. Okay, yeah. good. I wasn't weird. I was just like, I but, don't even know. But that song is in White Christmas, too. It just doesn't have the lyrics. Oh, really? It's just the tune? Yeah, when they do the little like dance number in between, just randomly, the two rando people. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's it's playing Abraham. Well. <laughs> White Christmas is still better. I mean, I... <laughs> Like, I would like Holiday Inn if they just cut out that scene. And they could advertise it as Holiday Inn, now with 80% less racism. Like, yeah, that whole scene has to go. Yeah. 
It's very problematic. But anyway, it's a good movie. Other than that, I just hate that that's in it because I'm always like uncomfortable. But I will say this. There's another movie that I absolutely love. And I found it by accident one Christmas. I got it from the library because I was looking at Christmas movies and it was starred Bob Hope. And it was like the lemon drop kid. And I was like, what the hell is this? Have you ever seen the lemon drop kid? I have, but it's been probably okay. five or six years. So it's uh it's a slapstick comedy with Bing Cro- with uh with oh my god Bob Hope and he is a con artist and it's back in the days where like there were gangsters running the streets and calling ladies dames and broads and you know whatever <laughs> and it's also the first here's a little trivia fact everybody it was the first time the song Silver Bells had been sung on the big screen oh It's beautiful, except for one part in it is pretty racist. You could have easily cut it out. And it's like the one part that just makes it. I always have to like fast forward it, but it's during it's during Silver Bells. And it's like, come on. Yeah, mm. couldn't have thought of something better. Um, but uh, oh, gosh, such a good one. Such a good one. Um, hmm. You should definitely watch it again. I. This is my my dream. Like, if I was stupid rich and didn't care, I would hire a screenwriter and help them turn The Lemon Drop Kid into a musical. Oh, neat. But I would turn it into a musical like um, Gershwin and, you know, the old-style glammy musicals of of things like... Oh my gosh, I'm... Uh, like Buzz, uh, Busby Berkeley kind yeah, of? Yeah, those yeah. kind of things where it's like this big glamorous thing and, you know, almost like anything goes. You know, you have one main stage and, and you do little bits and you've got bit players who each have their own big song and you could easily turn that into a musical. If you steal my idea, whoever's ever listening, you better give me credit and I want front row seats. And I, get, I also get uh, casting choices. So I'm just going to get rid of these notes. Actually, we just watched one today that we'd never watched. It's called uh, It Happened on Fifth Avenue. Have you seen that movie? I want to say yes. What's the who's in it and what's the plot? Uh, there's no like big actors in it. Um, but it Is came it out storefront. No, it's the rich guy's mansion and the, the hobo is staying in it every year. Yes, and then he brings in all those other homeless people, including yeah. the guy that falls in love with the girl. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Not yeah, on my was, list, but definitely a good movie. Yeah, like, I, I'm trying to catch up on all these ones that I missed. So, like, the there's the shop around the corner, which is the original oh. version of You Got Mail, which I haven't seen. The shop around the corner is super cute. Um... And what's the other one? There's another one I had on my list, but I had to look it up. But yeah, um, I 
There's something interesting and nostalgic about the old black and white ones. You've got, yeah. first of all, you've got to be in a mood to be, you've got to put yourself in that mind frame of what was going on during that time. Shop Around the Corner is adorable. It's one of, it's a, definitely a favorite of mine. Oh, um, and uh, Christmas in Connecticut? You know what? Let's just spill some tea. I am not a fan of Christmas in Connecticut. The black and white version or the remake directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Neither one of those. No. I did not realize there was a remake directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, it stars Tony Curtis, um, Diane uh, Lane, and I feel like it's Chris Christopherson, but I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. That's um, strange. It is a very weird... It's Tony Curtis, right? I'm thinking of Tony Curtis. Um, I'm going to look it up right now. This is like where which we're at, everybody. I'm, Which I'm role literally. did he play? Uh, he was the producer. Okay. And but he was like trying to sleep with her at the same time, and like to me, um, he played it a little femmy, and so I thought that his character was supposed to be gay, and so I was very confused <laughs> when he tried to sleep with her. Oh, I was right, Diane. Oh, Diane Cannon. I'm sorry, it's Diane Cannon. Oh, okay. Diane Cannon, Chris Christopherson, Tony Curtis, and a bunch of other people you've never heard of but might recognize. And um, was it I thought it was a made-for-TV movie, but I guess it was actually was, was released in theaters. But yeah, it was, dec- it was uh, directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And wow. It, to me, was... Um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Shitty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it came out in 1992, and I don't think it should have ever. I think it should have stayed hidden. Um, yeah, because I mean the original one was good. Like, like it was the best. Cute. The best part just, of the original one is Felix, like the the guy that runs the restaurant, and does all the actual cooking. But I don't even remember who does the actual cooking in this. I think she hires somebody, or it's her assistant, or something. She hires a fake family. Like, I don't know. It just wasn't... I saw it, oh gosh, a couple months ago. I watch Christmas movies year-round to keep me in the mind frame of Christmas and the spirit of Christmas, and then also uh, to use as fodder for, you know, you never know. Like, who knew that I would talk about Christmas in Connecticut directed by Arnold... I'm going to keep saying it. Directed by (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1992. All right? Never knew that that would come up on a podcast, but I'm real glad. I'm real glad that I uh, watched it. So um, there is, there's a couple of staples that I always wait until the week of Christmas to watch. And it's um, the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. Of course. Um, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah. The Muppets Christmas Carol, which. Oh, nice. That one's basically on repeat all of December for me and other times of the Do year. Do you feel honestly, it is the best adaption to a Christmas Carol. Yes, it's the number one. Yeah, I o- saw, overall. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. There was an article out today that um, they're going to. I guess they're gonna they're gonna bring it out on DVD for 4K Ultra, whatever the hell that stuff is. And they found Belle's song "The Love Is Gone," and they're gonna put it back in now. They finally oh. found the original print, and they're updating it to put it back in with this 4K Ultra whatever edition. Thank God. Because that I is just, the entire emotional core of that movie. Yes, 
Yes, and even so, when you watch, like I watch the special features too, because I I will never get enough Gonzo and Rizzo. Like they are my absolute two favorite characters. <laughs> they do an interview with Brian Henson, and they show a scene of them practicing the song with Michael Caine and the lady that played Belle, and then. You're, you're like, well, that's not in the movie at all because somebody thought it was too sappy. No, kids would have got it. Yeah. That was the whole purpose of him. That's when he started to change. It's a beautiful song. She has a beautiful voice, and that actress deserved a hell of a lot better. Yeah, and I mean, having the movie literally ends with the refrain of that song. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense without that song. So when we watch it, I literally watch the movie up to that point, pause, go to YouTube, watch the song, and then I go back to the movie and finish watching the movie. I love it. I love it. It's perfect. I will say, Mm -hmm. in terms of A Christmas Carols, I know the Jim Carrey one is not beloved by people because it had kind of that Uncanny Valley thing. I hate it. But I will say this for it. It got the tone right. Like, the kind of creepy, grim... Like, that's what a lot of the Christmas Carol's adaptations don't get. They don't get... It's a freaking ghost story. Like, and they seem to forget that It is supposed to be a scary ghost story. It is supposed to be a scary ghost story. So, Did you... I feel like we should have a special episode next year where we talk about all of the um, adaptations of A Christmas Carol. Um... (laughs) That's like a special bonus episode or something. I'm um, down. There was a newer remake on, I think it was TNT last year with yes. Guy Pierce. I couldn't get past the first 20 minutes. And then I listened to, I listened to a lot of Christmas podcasts and I was listening to uh, one of my favorites and um, they we're talking about that movie, that version specifically. And, um, they got, it got so dark in that adaptation that I was like, I don't know if I could ever sit down and watch this. I don't think that I could. Now that my favorite Christmas podcast, everybody is there's two. There's, um, one, John, I think you would absolutely love. It's, it's called Christmas past. And, um, uh, it's fantastic because it does a lot of like, like right now the host is doing bonus episodes. So um, the one that just came out the other Monday is on Wassail. Like here we come a Wasseline, you know, Wassailing mm. or Wassel. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about that. So he really delves into some of the history and he's he's had some really interesting guests on. And um, anyway, the other one that I love is Tis the Podcast. And that is a podcast about Christmas movies with three people who watch them and then talk about them. Um, but yeah, so they started talking about like how far off it went with this version of a Christmas. It got super dark. Like somebody is literally urinating on Marley's grave and you watch. That's where I stop because you watch the urine go through the ground onto him. 
Like, I don't know. Did you see it? Did you watch that version? No, I, I watched the, the, like, the trailers for it, and I, I just, it went too far just from looking at the trailers for me. And you know I'm not, like, a horror guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't do, and it looked like it was just leaning way too hard. Because it's supposed to be creepy and scary, not gross. Right. Like, I just, yeah. It just went, like, I think there was a point where, and again, I haven't watched it, and I... I don't know if I'll ever see it. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the bonus episode, is you and I have to force ourselves to watch it. Um, <laughs> but I apparently, mean, like, the man that Scrooge learns from, I guess, was a pedophile, and that's how he let Scrooge stay there for free. Scrooge's dad made a deal, and then, like... It, Scrooge got Bob Cratchit's wife to take off her clothes to prove how hard she would work for money. And it's just, I don't know. It's too dark and it's gross and I don't like it. It's not like Mickey's Christmas Carol, which is cute and fills me with warmth and joy. And I don't know. It's so cute. My favorite scene in that Mickey's one is when uh, they're going through the bag, like Scrooge McDuck walks in and little Mortimer goes through. He's playing Tiny Tim and, Scrooge is saying something, and Mortimer's like, oh, no, he's like, therefore, you leave me no choice to give you. And then Mortimer's like, toys! And he's like, toys! I mean, no! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, it's super cute. Ah, my gosh. We really could have done an entire episode on A Christmas Carol. My God. Yeah, definitely. Well, I I thought, okay, you know, at Halloween, we did like our rapid fire Halloween questions and I wanted to do something fun for Christmas. And so I came up with my Christmas queries. Get it? Queer. Um, And one of them uh, was going to be your favorite Christmas Carol adaptation. So I'm going to change that now and we're going to play Christmas queries with you because I feel like we could talk about Christmas movies forever. Um, yeah. And, uh, okay. you know, that could be a great bonus episode another time. Um, but, okay, so we're going to do rapid fire Christmas queries, all right? You don't get a long time to think. Okay. And you also didn't okay. get these beforehand, so. I did not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> favorite Christmas song or carol? Uh, white Christmas. Incorrect. Always. You should have said you, Jason, playing Christmas carol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a trap. It's a total trap. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your favorite carol again? <laughs> Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Least favorite carol. Anyone that's not Christmas Close Carol. Close enough. I'll give it to you. But the correct answer is Carol Baskins. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No. What's your favorite, your least favorite Christmas song that just gets, that just gets on your nerves? Go tell it on the mountain. Ooh. If that thing gets played, I just get sassy. Um, you, I need to send you a link to Myrna and Schmyrna or whatever the hell there's two ladies names from the eighties who sing go tell it on the mountain on YouTube, uh, from one of those like independent church channels. Oh, it's so <laughs> awful. It's amazing. I'm going to send it to you. Um, okay. Favorite Christmas TV special, not movie, TV special. A Muppet Family Christmas. Oh, so good! Yeah, so it's good. got all it the Muppets. It everybody. It's so good. You've got Fraggle Rock in there. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite Christmas cookie? Uh, probably my mom's sugar cookies. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Did you help? Did she like put like the extra like green and red sugar on top and decorate them, or just plain delicious sugar cookies? Uh, a little of both. Like we would do the regular sugar ones, then we would do some colored sugar, and then we also she made like the frosting that you put on, and it's super soft, but then it gets kind of mm-hmm. a crust to mm. it. Like, and we would decorate. Mm-hmm decorate with that yeah okay. like she was known for her chocolate chip cookies and her sugar cookies okay. so uh what about your favorite person who's played santa claus in a tv show or movie oh wow. no right we ask hard-hitting questions <sighs> here on gabby with gason that is hard-hitting it's um, such a good one wow i know i don't even know the answer to mine I feel like I'll need to by the next episode. I mean, oh, uh, what's his name that played it in Elf? He was really Ed good. Ed Azar. Okay. Yeah, I like I like that okay. one. I mean, I mean, my my actual answer would be the one I know. He's not technically Santa Claus, but the spirit of Christmas Christmas present in the Muppet movie or the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, okay, okay. Like I love that. that I was sitting here thinking. I loved. Um, the guy who played Santa in the original Miracle on 34th Street? Yeah. It's not... Is that Edwin Gwynn? Edward, Edward Gwynn? Edwin... Edmund Gwynn? Ed... Uh, yeah. Sounds good, though. Oh, I thought you meant the drunk at the beginning. No, not him. <laughs> oh. Man, man's gotta do something to keep warm. <laughs> um, I'm sure it was Malibu. No, Ma- we we drink Malibu and we're classy. Um, what about? Okay, last question. These are really good. This okay, is going fast. That's great. Um, what was your favorite gift that you've gotten at Christmas? Hold on, I'll say it again. Christmas. Okay, now give me a number three. Christmas. There we go. <laughs> that was totally distracting you so I could figure out the gift. Um, God, it, it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> I like not telling you. It's way more fun to put my friends on the spot because you really have to think. You're like, oh, God, pressure, anxiety. <laughs> I am just drawing a complete blank. Like, I can't remember anything I've ever been given right now because you have me on the spot. Um... Wow. Okay, memorable gift. I don't know if it was my favorite. Okay. It was weird. Okay. So I was like a 15, 16-year-old kid, and my grandmother gave me a light bright, which at the time I didn't appreciate. Oh. But now that I'm the age I am, I'm like, yeah, I'd kill for yeah, a light bright. man. Light bright's amazing. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. At the time, I was like, this is not a Game Boy game. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're such assholes. <laughs> This is a game boy. Yeah. Nobody wants a light bright. I'm not an eight-year-old girl. <laughs> I'm an eight-year-old girl. I would love a light bright anytime, any age. What? Oh, okay. I'm just gonna. I'm just throwing up random questions now, just because I want to talk about myself in a minute. What was one toy that you wanted as a kid, but were afraid to either ask for, or you just didn't get it? Um. Well, I asked for a Nintendo for like, God, six mm-hmm. years. Like, like I would get video game stuff, but 
after it was past its prime. So, like, I had an Atari Ooh. when Nintendo came out, and then I had a Nintendo when Super Nintendo came out. Ooh. So, probably the Nintendo. I begged hardcore for that thing, and it took a long time to show up. But it did. So, so there were two gifts that I never asked for as a little boy. Because I knew that I was not supposed to, because those were girl gifts. Um, nah. And I'm sure if I'd asked for one of them, my my mom would have got it for me. But the other one, I know that they wouldn't. Um, I wanted the board games Mall Madness and Dream Phone. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder who came out later in life. Like, what a dream day! <laughs> uh, many, 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 many years later, one of my absolute best friends in the whole world, Cameron... Uh, he and another friend at the time, Mel, bought me Mall Madness for Christmas, and I, I'm pretty Aww. sure there were tears in my eyes, because I was like... And we used to play it all the time. I don't know what happened to it. No, it's so long. But man, did I love Mall Madness. There's a sale so what, in the jewelry store. <laughs> so that's what Tim Allen would have brought you at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's, I think so. When he got the weenie whistle, I would have gotten Dream Date. Absolutely. Oh, oh! I thought of what mine was. I always wanted one of those, like, science chemistry yeah. kits like where you would you know the little beakers and all that stuff they did get me a microscope one year but when i was old enough that i was more interested in you know girls and stuff than that at that point so no, that was not really a problem for me um no no oh my god yeah, if anybody wants to get me a Christmas present, hell, I'll just put it out there. I want Dream Date. I'll play it by myself. <laughs> oh, no, it's the nerd. <laughs> Nerds are hot. All right, kids? Let me just tell you right now. Um, but, yeah, no, I loved Mall Madness, and I loved I loved Dream Date, and I just wanted those so bad. But I knew as a little, as a little boy that boys didn't ask for things like that. Um, yeah. But, oh, gosh, that's so Oh, traumatic. Um, <laughs> do they even make Dream Date? Is that is that like a cell phone now? Is it like a texting game? I'll be real sad. But yeah, if you want, if anybody wants to get me Dream Date, you know, send me an email and I'll tell you where to ship it. And uh, it's probably just a phone game, like an yeah. app. Oh. Like, yeah. Oh, that'll just. No, I, well, I don't want to look now because it'll probably take me to Grinder or something for me. Um, <laughs> The Malibu kicked in about a half hour ago. Just to let everybody know. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on my Ooh, scotch and coke so, now. Ooh. It's a little. Papa put a little too much in, but it's all right. Um, oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Come on, hit me with the I don't question. know. Now I, I'm off my game because I'm thinking about. <laughs> damn, I'm real pissed. I never got Dream Day. Um. <laughs> <laughs> This has been so much fun. You know what I think? I think people, if you have not listened to, well, number one, you should have subscribed to both podcasts by now. But if you haven't uh, subscribed to Keeping the Yuletide Gay yet, and you've really enjoyed John and I's conversation, you have to listen to Keeping the Yuletide Gay. Um, I know you really enjoy it um, because you, as soon as I did it, reached out and said, oh, this is so good. I'm really proud of you. And I thank you for that. Um, Welcome. But uh, it's a fun, ridiculous thing with me and a cast of ridiculous characters, including Christmas Carol, a drunken Mrs. Claus, a naughty elf, 
lots of fun segments, but at the end of each episode, I bring on a guesty bestie co-host and we review a classic or not so classic Christmas special. And for John's episode, what I do is I send out three um, choices and I don't tell you, you can't look them up. You just have to go by the title alone. And John chose the, the, the Christmas, spe- I'm not going to call it a classic, the Christmas special. <laughs> Why the bears dance on Christmas Eve. Which. <laughs> and the answer is not for tips. Right. No, no. Uh, our friend Beth F was like, that sounded like the most bizarre show I've ever heard of in my life. And I was like, you should have seen it. Um, so you should definitely go and check out that episode of, uh, I think it's, it's episode two of keeping the old tide gay and, uh, listen to that segment. Cause I think you're going to be like, what in the hell? Where did you find this? And you can find it on YouTube. Why the bears dance on Christmas Eve. We're not going to spoil it for you. Oh, bashful. <laughs> you're so bashful. <laughs> I still get that in my head every once yeah, in a while. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say this, everybody. The, when you find out the reason why the bears dance on Christmas Eve, it is not what you expect. <laughs> no. Oh my no. gosh. Yeah, I think maybe we should just start. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna have to do some bonus podcasts coming up. I've got some really exciting things coming down the pike next year. We can't talk about them yet, but we'll talk about them next year. So, um, Ooh. I. Normally, we would end the episode like talking about something that's brought us joy, but I feel like you and I get brought joy by seeing Christmas stuff just in general. Am I am I wrong in that? Yeah, we're like in the middle of our joy yeah. season. Like, like, like I make sure that I drive down the streets that have the most Christmas mm-hmm. lights and stuff this time of year. It's just oh yeah. I just went and judged the city lights for the for the. Uh, for the city this week and um oh fun it was a lot of fun there's some really amazing amazing lights i really liked doing it it was really fun i had to go by myself because of social distancing it's bullshit but whatever yeah and um i was real mad about i was real mad about it but um it was fun it was fun and um hmm. you know i i get real excited when i put my tree on i'm also that ridiculous guy that has a revolving tree stand so that I can decorate the entire tree all the way around and watch it spin. <laughs> um, and I love it. Um, I just, I don't know. I just think it's so much fun. Um, and I get to use, uh, my friend Kelsey bought me the most amazing gift, um, that we saw together at Hallmark and I totally forgot about it. And she surprised me with it. And, um, it is a advent calendar but it's all wood and it's Snoopy and Woodstock in a food di- uh, in a sled slash food dish, and you move them down a snowy hill every day closer to Christmas. Oh yeah, I saw oh, that. That's it's awesome. So cute. Yes. Oh my god, it's so yes. cute. Yes. gift ever. So cute. Um, ooh, that pretty much echoed. I know that that one did. Um, anyway, <laughs> my gosh. Well, damn. Really, we really could talk for like hours and maybe we will do something fun again. Um, I definitely want to get you back on the Christmas show for sure so that we can do another um, Christmas classic or not so classic review. I found so many more that I can't wait to do. And I know that you'll be like, what the hell are these? (laughs) (laughs) It's the ones from like the 70s and the 80s and the early 90s are the best. Uh, They just really are. Um, the other thing, everybody, is uh, during this month of December right now, we are doing something really cool. We're giving you bonus episodes on Sundays. Yes. 
Uh, every Sunday for the month of December is our holiday song day Sunday, uh, where we will celebrate the wonderful joy that is Christmas music. Um, last week's episode was super fun. Um, it's Jolly Old St. Nicholas, and I found some really cool clips and some really cool versions of the songs you have to listen. This week's is really fascinating, uh, at mm -hmm. least to me, because it's going to be about a record that was recorded uh, in basically our backyard here in St. Louis. So hmm. uh, we'll be talking about that more. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I don't know if there's any classics on there that you're going to listen to every year, but uh, I play it every year because it's just... I don't know. I'll explain why on the show. So look for that episode to come out on Sunday as well. My gosh, John, there's been so much here. Um, I know. I haven't ended a regular episode of Gavin with Gason in like a month. I have to go back and look at my notes where I say to everyone, <laughs> <laughs> you can always reach us at gabbingwithgason at gmail.com or simply leave us a voicemail at anchor.com. Uh, .fm slash Gabbing with Gason. Uh, it doesn't have to be under a minute, but we'll play it on the show if it's family friendly. Uh, but if you'd love to be on the show, oh my gosh, I'll put anybody on the show. I don't care. Stranger, potential date. Um, you know, if you don't like Christmas, you're not coming on, so sorry. Or if you're an elf and you're prepared to un unveil where you all came from. Oh, God, please do it. Please, please, please. please. Uh, you can always catch up with all the newest episodes of Gabbing with Gason and Keeping the Yuletide Gay by subscribing. And you can find us at Anchor, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Outcast, Owltail, Podcast Addict. There's so many that we're on now, so you can find us anywhere. Uh, make sure you listen to us. We really appreciate that. But if you subscribe, you'll always get notified as soon as a new episode is available. And I do have that one listener out there. I don't know who you are, but I love you. Um, they listen the moment the episode gets posted. And that's usually at like 2 in the morning. So thank you to whoever that is. I appreciate hmm. it. Um, lastly, this is probably the last time I'm going to do this on this. Uh, no, it's probably not the last time. Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> Um, we are the home of the 99 cent podcast, so, you know, it's crap here. And if you like the crap, um, and you'd like to be able to help me purchase a special gift from you at the dollar store, you can donate 90, <laughs> you can donate 99 cents a month as we are the home of the 99 cent podcast. <laughs> so if you feel like I deserve a dollar store treat. Feel free to subscribe and sign up and donate your money monthly. I appreciate it. Um, and let's be honest, that doesn't even cover the tax. It doesn't. I'm so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> we have gotten, I, I have to say this, though. We have gotten a lot of new sponsors. So um, to those individuals who have donated money in various ways, as well as becoming monthly subscribers or monthly sponsors, thank you so much. It really does help. Um, it, it is not cheap to make a podcast, even as crappy as this one. It still costs money. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, John, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. It's been an absolute blast having you here. So, thank you thank so much. Thank you. Again. I can't wait to get you back on. I, I feel like people really enjoyed this episode. At least I did. Um, everybody, I want to say this. I hope uh, you know I'll be back next week with another episode. But of course, Merry Christmas, Happy yes. Holidays. Um, happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Um, we have lots of other holidays out there, so just happy holidays. There's nothing wrong with saying happy holidays because we know that there are, uh, I think, what is it, like 50 or 60 holidays that happen during the season, so 
Um, happy holidays. And remember to keep sharing your joy because it's how we get through everything life throws at us. Come back and join us next time. And, uh, yeah. Bye, John. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> listening to gabbing with gayson please remember to check out and subscribe to our other podcast keeping the yuletide gay with gayson and of course come back again every sunday for another episode of holiday song day sundays we wish you a merry christmas provided by freexmasmp3.com